My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I apologize if my voice is a little bit raspy today. I've been on so many calls today and my voice is very tired. So I just started recording before this and I had to stop and delete it because I had to take a moment to try to get my voice to sound a little bit more like me, but it hasn't. So we're going to be a little raspy today. So I am starting this new series on the podcast called Advice. This is going to be a solo type of series, just like my Q&A series, and I really want to just have certain types of episodes that I do so it's a better experience for you, the listener, and for me, you know, creating a podcast and having a podcast for almost four years now, or over four years, I don't even remember. (laughs) Yeah, over four years now has been you know, an amazing experience, but I'm naturally someone that's just a little bit all over the place. So bringing just some more structure and consistency into my life and into your life with the show, I was craving that. So we're going to do an advice series. We're going to continue the Q&A series and then guest episodes, super story episodes, and so much more coming. I love this podcast. I'm so grateful for this podcast, and I want to make it as amazing as possible for you. I've also started declining a lot of sponsors that have been reaching out because I want to ensure that you, the listener, has the best possible listening experience. And yes, it is extra money, but I'm deciding to not accept that extra kind of side gig type of job unless it's something super duper aligned, um, simply because I don't like listening to ads when I'm listening to podcasts, and I know it is a lot of creators' only way to earn income, and I totally respect that, but it personally is not the most optimal experience for me, and and so I'm deciding to not have it on this show. We have my one sponsor, Organifi, that I'm going to continue working with on a small scale. I'm actually reducing our partnership for next year, Um, but it is a very organic thing that I do speak about, so we're going to continue with them. Um, But yeah, that was just a little podcast update because I know you guys really appreciate the way that I I use the show and uh, I listen to your feedback. So in this advice series, I put up a QA and a box on my Instagram and I got so many amazing uh, messages from all of you. All of this stays anonymous and I had hundreds and hundreds of um, submissions for advice that, that you guys want me to answer to the best of my abilities on this show. So here we go. I have the first one up and I chose these pretty randomly. We had so many good ones. And uh, yeah, the first one is how to cope with losing friends out of the blue. This one is a little bit near and dear to my heart because as some of you guys know, I've spoken about it very, very briefly on the show. One of my best friends and I had a bit of a friend breakup Um you know, one of my best friends from childhood and from my teenage years, mostly, uh, we were friends for eight years. She was my number one and 
we just kind of lost touch and I tried to rekindle us and didn't seem like she really wanted to. And it was honestly the most heartbreaking thing in the world to me. And I still get really sad from it when I think about it. And so I I really, you know, I feel compassion for this person writing in because I know that feeling really well myself. And it's kind of like a feeling of, it's like a breakup. If If this person was one of your best friends and they just start kind of like ghosting you just like men do. And they just start, you know, giving like breadcrumbing you. That's another term that they use in the dating world where, where it's like they sometimes message you and then they don't say anything. And this is literally what was happening with this girl and I. And yeah, so so my advice, how to cope with losing friends out of the blue, it's like, Oh my God, so heartbreaking. So you need to treat it like a heartbreaking experience, right? Like a breakup. Be there for yourself. Talk to your the other people in your life about it. Don't bottle it in. I, I think talking is very ther- therapeutic for me. So I'll talk to Ben about it whenever something comes up. Even now, this whole thing with her happened like a year or two ago. And I still have waves of grief. I still you know, feel really sad sometimes. And sometimes I'll go look at her Instagram to see what she's up to, even though I don't follow her anymore. And it breaks my heart to see her have these big life experiences. And, you know, like she's pregnant right now. And I like it made it just made me cry the day I I found out because I was like, that's so sad. I always thought that I was going to be like, it's so weird seeing her life from afar and not being friends. But I know for me and for my boundaries, I do not want to maintain a relationship with her because she really hurt me. And so to answer the question, I keep just chatting about my situation, but it was giving you background. Um, You know, how to cope with losing friends out of the blue is you need to, like I said, treat it like uh, grief, you know, losing someone, losing someone, whether it's a breakup, a friend breakup, or even someone passing away. How do you cope with that? You grieve and you don't push those emotions down and you don't try to escape them. You, you look at them right in the eyes and you acknowledge them and you, you create a stronger relationship with yourself throughout the process. You grieve and you come out the other end stronger and with solid boundaries and maybe a little bit more wisdom. And you could beat yourself up trying to think of all the reasons why it happened I've been through that phase. I thought I was such an amazing friend and I've only ever gotten better with the years of my own personal development. And I think I'm an incredibly good friend. And I know I am with everyone in my life. I'm I'm a very good person to have in, in your life. And I know it and I'm confident in that. So I have to remember whenever I start doubting myself and thinking, oh, she would have still, she would have wanted to continue being friends with me if that was the case. I need to remember that it actually had nothing to do with me. I did the best I could. And just like with a breakup, sometimes and most of the time, it actually has more to do with the other person, not you and not me. So, you know, I think we need to think about it that way. It's grief and you're also not to blame. And I also got another uh, submission from someone else completely that I wanted to answer at the same time as this one because it kind of piggybacks off of it. Someone says, When needing to distance from a toxic friend, how do you do it? Is slowly distancing okay? So now it's coming from the other angle. What if these people thought that we were toxic for some reason? I don't know. It's hard for me to believe because I do so much work on myself and I know myself so deeply. 
I can't think of something, and, and I'm sure the first person submitting the question too, like what was it? Like what is that why? But now the next submission is talking about needing to distance yourself from someone that you don't want in your life. And how do you do it? So I have a theory here and it it really depends on the type of friend that they are. So if it's a best friend that you've been friends with for years and years and, you know, someone that, that is incredibly close to you in your life, I would approach it in a totally different situation. I would not slowly distance in that case. If it was something, someone super close to you, I would be mature and wise and simply be honest with how I'm feeling and just let them know your boundaries and be verbal because it's not nice to ghost when it's someone so close to you in your life. But if it's someone that it's that, you know, you don't really know that well, we all have those people in our life that maybe we met a couple of times and they really want to hang out, but you just like don't really like their vibe that much. Or maybe you find their, you know, personality, like this message said, a little bit toxic or it's just that this person's not aligned with the version of you that you want to be, then I think it's totally okay to slowly distance and gradually, you know, answer less and less on text or or stop answering altogether. Um, But it really depends on the situation. And, you know, I think that that if you have someone very close to you in in your life that you want to distance yourself from, I, I really respect being honest and just telling that person and they might not understand they might be defensive they might be delusional and that's okay you know they might think that they don't have the issues that you might think that they do and that's okay so I, it really depends on the situation is the answer but i just wanted to touch on that because we are talking about friendships and it's it's a tough thing also i don't know if you guys have noticed but as I've gotten into my mid to later 20s now, well, I'm still technically in my mid 20s, but as I'm growing up and becoming a big girl, I have noticed the friendships that I used to have when I was younger have totally changed. I have such a tighter circle and I have very high standards to bring people new into my life and that's okay. And I'm okay with not having a massive group of friends. I'm okay with not being that girl that has a huge popular friend group. That's just, I've realized that's really who I am. So just know that it's okay to only have a handful of really close people in your life or even one or two. And obviously, you know, we want to have friends and we don't want to feel lonely, but I truly believe in quality over quantity with this one. Okay, so the next question I got was how to start a weight loss journey that you will stick to. And I wanted to answer this, even though my content really isn't weight loss related anymore. Like I went through that phase and and I've been through so much with my body. I feel like I can answer this in the best way possible in this phase of my life. And maybe you've heard me talk about it in this way before. Maybe you haven't, but I'm a true believer in your body is simply a reflection of your self-image of how you see yourself, of the kind of person that you believe you are. And the easiest way, in my opinion, to create sustainable long-term weight loss in your life is simply to become the kind of person who naturally has the kind of body that you desire. That is the trick to sticking to it. 
Because if you want to start a new diet and you kind of get this thrill off of fresh starts and the first day of a diet and, you know, the the night before you're eating like crap because you know that you're starting fresh tomorrow and you love Mondays because it means it's a new start to the week and you, like not even just from a, like it's not from a productivity perspective, but more from like a body perspective. When I used to have disordered eating, I'd be like, okay, it's Monday, like I'm going to be good today. And that was so detrimental. I was so not in the mindset of having a lean, healthy, effortless body and just being the kind of person who maintains that kind of body. And I, I think the the best advice I could tell you is work on your identity because when you start becoming the kind of person that has everything that you want, you naturally start acting, thinking, believing speaking, you know, eating, <laughs> working out like that person. And it's it's really simple. What kind of person feels amazing in their body, loves their body, feels lean and vibrant or you don't even need to be that lean to be healthy, like just like healthy and and if you want to be lean, that's fine. I think there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to be more muscular and, and strong looking, then that's totally your thing. Um, for me personally, I feel my best when I'm, I, I'm, you know, not too lean, but like a vibrant, radiant, you know, lean-ish female looking physique. I really like my hips that have come in. I, I really like, you know, how I, I don't look like a board anymore. Like I used to my hips, like I didn't even have hips back in the day. Um, I was just like, a board. <laughs> but um but like when I was bigger I would be like a slightly chubby board. So I didn't if you look at me straight on I didn't really have hips or like I my waist and hips kind of meshed together. But now I've really grown into my body and um I love feeling like feminine and and but also str- like healthy and and strong but more of that like pilates body. So I thought to myself, okay, you know, what's the version of me that effortlessly maintains this? And I also love food. My ideal scenario would be to not restrict food and to feel my best physically and to love movement and and treating my body great. So yeah, that's, that's what I created for myself. I became the kind of person that had that life that lived this way. And I became the kind of person that didn't think about food 24-7, that had my healthy habits and enjoyed healthy living, but also indulged once in a while. And practice complete intuitive eating. I, like this intuitive eating thing has changed my life. And I still have maintained the body that I, you know, have had over the past few years. And I feel so good in it. I really, really do. And I used to be the kind of person that would struggle for years. I'd lose weight. I'd gain it back. I'd go to extreme. I'd go to extreme the other way. And then it's just like my whole life was consumed. And I don't want to think about food all day long. I just want to think about food when I'm eating and enjoy it fully and love myself and not feel any guilt. I also want to move. Like the main reasons I move now is for longevity and to feel good and strong. I, I don't move for weight loss. <laughs> I'm if, if I'm sitting working all day, I go on a walk because my body's like, okay, I need some fresh air. So going back to the point, ask yourself this. If you are trying to lose weight and start a weight loss journey, that you will actually stick to that will create sustainable results. You need to write down everything that you want in your life, including your, well, especially your body. This is your big goal, but think about it. What kind of person has those things? Write it down, get clarity, describe your future self, and then 
do practices every day that help you, that helps you get closer to that person. And the more you do that, the more you're going to start making decisions like that person, moving like that person, and it's going to be effortless. You know, I'm now the kind of person that craves going outside and moving my body and craves healthy food. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be hard. It takes the resistance away and it just becomes who you are. And that's how to create long-term weight loss. Also, something else I will say is the routines that you create. And this goes hand in hand with the identity that you create. But, you know, the routine thing really helped me because it makes you not, it helps you not think. So in the morning, I do my same routines most of the time. I obviously dabble and, uh, you know, some mornings I'll chill in bed and and read a book while having my greens juice in the morning. Um, My greens drink, it's not even a juice. It's like the greens, organified greens powder that I put with water and half a lemon and ice. Like this morning I was sitting in bed and I was having that and it's just like the most refreshing thing in the morning and it sets off my digestion and I just feel really clear-minded before my coffee. So I'll have that. And then I will have my routines of like drinking a full 32 ounce bottle of filtered water before or after that. And then I have my routine of wanting to go get fresh air on my balcony before, um, you know, before I start my day and all of these little healthy habits really, really help you maintain a healthy lifestyle. Like these little habits you create in your day and, uh, yeah, like eating similar foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like getting into a routine, not making as many decisions, That's a really good tip too. And by the way, if you want to try out my greens powder from Organifi, just go to Organifi.com forward slash Mimi. That is Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Mimi. And you can get 20% off there. It's such high quality greens powder. I prefer the flavor to any other greens powder out there. Um, I've tried a lot of it and this stuff is super high quality. So I really recommend it. Next question, how to find my magic thing. I don't know what to do slash try, but I feel so unsatisfied in my career. This is such a prevalent issue with so many people in my age range, especially, you know, in your twenties, early thirties, you know, you don't really know what your thing is and you don't really know what to do to get clarity on that. I'll tell you what worked for me. For me, I did two things. Number one, when I was having this big kind of epiphany in my life, um, in my late teens, and I really wanted to figure out what to do with my life. And I've had this moment a few times. Um, this was more like the biggest one that, that I remember. And it was in my tiny dorm room in university. And, and I just wanted to go figure out what to do with my life. What I did is I didn't allow myself to just wait until something came to me. I went out and bought this big empty notebook and I just wrote and I locked myself in that room for days or weeks. I don't even remember. And I just wrote until my hands hurt until I was just totally exhausted. I just wanted to get it out of me. I knew it was in there. I knew there was something. So I wrote, I wrote, you know, the, my pros and my cons about my personality and my work ethic. And, and I, I tried to design a career and a job and a passion around all of these things, the things I'm good at, the things I'm interested in. And I just started, um, Xing out the things that I also did not want to do. So that's another good piece of advice when you're trying to figure something out and you can't figure out what the yeses are, start 
ruling out the nose, right? So I know for sure I definitely don't want to be a doctor. I definitely don't want to do anything that requires me to go to school long term. Um, you know, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm good with people. I'm good at talking. I'm into personal development. You know, all of these different things. So I would do that. <laughs> and you can also get a lot of clarity with the writing meditations on Superhuman. We have loads on clarity. And then the other thing I would do, which is kind of tied into this one, is just start. Honestly, just start and you're not, you're likely not going to find your thing on the first go. So the most important thing is getting a clear direction with that journaling and clarity session and then just going after it, even if it's not 100% the perfect thing in the entire world <laughs> and, and your ultimate dream, you know, just, just go. When I first decided I wanted to create an online magazine and blog back in my realizations in that dorm room, it very quickly turned into other things. And I tried my best, but it just brought me in different directions. And I was very, very much so in flow with these different directions it would take me. And I was open to saying yes and changing my mind and moving to different roads and, you know, just just getting to that end point. I knew that that was not going to be the huge thing that makes me successful. I just knew it was on the right track. So do those clarity sessions, write it down, get familiar with yourself, come up with a game plan, but also throughout the process, be malleable and be able to, you know, flow into different positions and don't be completely married to one idea. If the world is telling you to move into a slightly different direction, be open to everything and you have to take action. That's the biggest thing. Even if you lack clarity, action, taking action gives you clarity. It gets you familiar with what you do want, with what you don't want. And we live in a time where every kind of career exists, that you can literally create a career out of all of your passions and try to make and figure out a way to make money from it. It's We're living in this amazing time. Technology and the the availability of so many incredible resources are at our fingertips. So just go and just believe in yourself and just keep working relentlessly towards that clarity because clarity is going to get you there. And I know it's hard and I know it's confuse, confusing. There, there's a lot of confusion when it comes to not knowing what your thing is, but your thing's going to completely change and evolve over time. And I know for a fact that, you know, superhuman is my baby right now and I want to grow it as big as I can and influence as many people as possible. But I know in 20 years, it's going to be something else. Maybe even in 10 years. I don't, I don't know. I'm open to everything. I'm open to selling the business in three years. I'm open to creating something even bigger with the business and growing it over the next 15 years. I really don't know. I'm open to it. I have a kind of a plan in my mind at the moment. My, my goal is to, to sell it in the next five to 10 years, but if it's not the right time or if the opportunity is not there, or if I feel like I can, I have more of me to put into it, then I will absolutely hold on to it. So there's just a lot. There's, there's a lot to consider and there's no right answer. So just find faith in that. And I hope that this helped you. I hope you guys like these little mini episodes of advice. Send them in email us if you want advice on something specific, but mostly I'll be posting 
little Q&A boxes every couple weeks asking for new pieces of advice that you guys want, or I'll continue using the ones I haven't used yet from that last batch. But just be on the lookout. And I have some pretty exciting news. In the next two, three weeks, we're launching the updated version of the Superhuman app. And this is something that I've been working on behind the scenes for six months now, just over six months actually. And as Superhuman has grown, I have decided to put a lot of the money back into the business and get a new team of developers to custom create a new version of the app that will automatically update on your phone if you are already a member. And uh, this new version is pretty freaking incredible. It's a really big upgrade from the look and feel to the ease of use, to the features, to the hyper-personalization. It's a pretty big game changer. And uh, yeah, our new team of developers, they're all based in California and um, they're, they're a really awesome team, super experienced, super high-end and expensive, but I wanted to bring you the best possible app that the market offers. And I'm so happy to also let you know that this update is free of charge for all members. So I won't be raising the prices, even though it's cost me hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to develop over the past six months. I am launching it free for you. Well, with membership for you, the prices are not jumping up. So that is my thank you for being part of this amazing community and for changing your life with Superhuman alongside of me. It's crazy how many success stories I've seen roll into our inbox recently since I launched the Super Stories series on the podcast. And I'm going to start having a lot of you guys on for episodes that have had transformative results with Superhuman. It's just so cool to really tangibly see the results people are experiencing in their lives. It's so freaking fascinating and it just makes me the happiest girl in the world. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode and I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. Bye.